When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, hello again and welcome to the football show here on Belfast Live. No Paul Lehman this week, he wasn't available, but we've got a stand-in. And what a substitute he is, it's Larn coach Tim McCann. With all the money at uh, Indra Park, I thought you'd be here in a gold lamé suit, but that's not the case. The Lamborghini's outside, Jagger. <laughs> You're down to a Lamborghini. <laughs> okay, the big match of the weekend is... The Bet McLean League Cup final at Windsor Park kickoff 5:30 on Saturday, and uh, these two men here will be opponents. We have the Balmain United skipper Jim Irvin and uh, Dungannon Swift central defender Chris Haggerty. And Chris, by the way, is appearing by kind permission of Cuba. <laughs> no, not the country. What is it, Chris? In the clothes shop. Clothes shop. There's one now in Belfast too, Jackie. All oh, right, mm-hmm. so if you need a new suit, call down if you want one, Tim. I can. I get the big discount. Get, get the alarm boys to call. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> if, if he needs a new suit, of course he needs a new suit. Our thanks to Mr. Cuba for allowing him to be here. So you, you must be any fashion yourself then? Ah uh, no, I just puck it up there recently. To be honest, whenever I got the job through the through the football, actually, uh, that's how I got the job and. Went to a couple of horse racing shows and ended up winning best rest a couple of times. So you did. That's that's interesting <laughs> because your captain at Dungannon, Ryan Harper, was asked, "Who is the worst dressed player at the club?" And he answered, "It's on tape." Worst dresser. Uh, he hit me for saying, but probably Christopher Haggerty, even though he he works in a clothes shop. He's a wee bit out there for me. <laughs> So there we have it. Worst dressed? I don't believe that. No, I think it's a bit harsh on me to be fair, Jackie. Now. He's bit of jealousy uh, there, was there? It's bit of, bit of banter, bit of personal banter. Terry, Terry Fitzpatrick deserves that award. <laughs> I've never seen a man with as many bad polos in my life. <laughs> <laughs> they seem to go on very well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you need thick skin. How are you feeling looking ahead? Um, excited. Uh, it's been the longest week of my life, to be fair, but getting in with the lads last or Tuesday night in training and uh, getting to speak to the lads was good so I'm um, looking forward to get back into training tonight and get a chat with the lads and I think as the week's going on I'm more excited for it than anything I think at the start of the week you're more anxious and you know can't wait for the week to be in but now it's feeling a bit more real as Saturday's getting closer and Jim United the holders they're there again yeah we are indeed Jaggy uh, we're looking forward to it ourselves uh, we haven't had as long, obviously, as what Dungannon's had to prepare with the semi-final being last week. But uh, at I think last, it's, at, at last, after three, fourth, fourth time lucky. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, we're looking forward to it, and again, it's 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 been a nice build-up. It's been exciting, uh, and we just can't wait for Saturday now. Uh, if we look back to last uh, weekend's games, the semi-final at the Showgrounds, United three, Cliftonville one. You're in another final. What was the dressing room like? 
I'm sure you could imagine, Jackie. You've been in it often enough. <laughs> uh, no, we were we were buzzing. Uh, we were over the moon, and I think we we deserved it. You know, on the day, I thought uh, we were excellent. You played well. You were yeah. you were two up. Two up. You know, and then they scored a goal late on, and we kind of sort of thought, you know, they'll throw everything at us, which they did, uh, which was how obviously Cahir Freel scored the the wonderful goal that he did because they they bombed Neeson up then from the corner, and we managed to break quickly and. Bushy hit it out of nowhere, I suppose, and uh, thankfully it made a 3-1 for us. Isn't that great? 2-1, um, squeaky bum time, and then Cather Freel scores a goal from his own half. Fantastic. What I, what I, what, what is Bam Neeson doing up for a corner? He's the smallest man on the pitch. You know, it's not like he's a six-foot goalkeeper and he's going to win a header. I was, I was wondering what he was doing in his net, but a fantastic finish. Great finish. To have that composure and, and to keep it in target from, from that distance is, is, is great. Chris, we were both at Windsor Park, you were playing, I was just talking about it, but what was your reaction and the players' reaction when you heard, oh, it's United? Um, I think, you know, for us anyhow, going into our own game on Saturday, it was good that we didn't know because we could fully focus on our own game, but um, when we found out it was Balamino, it's kind of like, and Jim will, Jim will agree with you, we've, we've had quite a good a few battles over the past couple of years since I've been at the club with Balamina and there's been plenty of goals and it's an exciting match um, so it's one we're looking forward to it's one that I think both of us can win you know you're not going into it like I know we're underdogs on our uh, paper here but uh, it's one that you're going in thinking you know we can win and uh, we're looking forward to it you know it's Balamina's and us as it says, we uh, have good games, so I'm looking forward to it. It's yeah, the two games this season have been very close. You won 2-1 at your place, United won 2-1 at their place. But Jim, as Chris said, as both teams look ahead to it, both will feel we can win this. Definitely. You know, I think when the semi-final draw was made, there wouldn't have been too many people predicted this final. Uh, and I think that just goes to show what, what both teams are capable of. You know, obviously Dungannon a fantastic result beating the Crews at home and then us beating Cliftonville at home. And when you look at the both teams, there's only six points separated in the league. And as Chris has touched on, the games we've had over the years, they've always been close, close encounters, plenty of goals, plenty of drama. Uh, you know, and it makes this Saturday look for a, for a cracking game. But I think it's surprised quite a lot of people of, of what the final has turned out to be. And I'm sure as Dungan and Swiss like ourselves, you know, we're, we're going to relish the occasion. And it's, it's a massive game again for the time. We seen what it was like last year when we went on to win it, what it done for the town and how much everybody enjoyed it and they came out in their numbers and hopefully we're, we're expecting the same turnout again on Saturday evening and say we're looking forward to it. You know, Tim, I look back to last season's final. Balamina United beat Carrick in the final. It was at Seaview. It was packed. Tight ground, marvellous uh, atmosphere. It's now Windsor Park this time. I'm not sure that's the right choice of atmosphere. Yeah, it's probably not ideal, but if you ask the players, the players want to play at Windsor Park. When when we played on our day, <coughs> no matter whether you were playing Linfield or whatever, you wanted to play at Windsor Park because it was it was the stadium where the, where the finals were held and, and that's where you wanted to play. You didn't want to play. Yes, the atmosphere mightn't be as good, but I think it'll make for a better spectacle. Uh, I think there'll be goals in it. I think it's great for both teams. Uh, it's great for both sets of supporters. You it's know, live in, pardon me, it's the, live in sky. Yeah, and and there's you know, <coughs> w when the at the very start of the season, there's no way you could have picked out that Bellamine and, and Dungannon would have been in the final. You know, so it's great that that none of the Belf big Belfast clubs, so-called Belfast clubs, are in it. 
you know, it's two clubs from outside Belfast, two clubs in and around mid-table, battling away. And it goes to show you, Jackie, that, you know, the Premier League, the standard of football in the Premier League here is, is unbelievable. And any team on their day can beat anyone. There's no given. I know we're looking at, at these, you look at the cards every week, but... How many times have we predicted, right? Because there's so many upsets Lab- every Labour week. has never been right. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So it's great for these for these two lads to be in. It's great for the for the two towns to be involved. Both different kind of aspects. Dungannon looking forward, you know, or don't get into many finals. Ballymena, you know, recently under David have seemed to get in. You know, you've got the playoff final, you've got the, 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 the final they won last year, neither in another final. They're making it a regular occurrence of being very successful. Um, obviously the European adventure. Dungannon, this is all new for Dungannon. And I'm sure Rodney will be saying to him, look, lads, you know, on the day you're hoping that none of the lads freeze and they just go and, and just express themselves. And hopefully, as you say, it's a great spectacle for, for everyone watching. Yeah, experience of finals is important, isn't it? I think it is, Jackie. You know, we, we, have, we have a squad there that knows what it's like now to, to taste cup finals. I think sort of someone touched on it, six finals in the last seven years for Ballymena, yes. uh, which, is, which is incredible. It's our second final of the season. Uh, you know, so so that experience is vital, uh, and hopefully the, our boys can learn the experiences that they have had in past finals and carry that through for any of the young boys who haven't sort of tasted it yet. And we should be a big help for them. Is that a worry for Dungannon? New to cup finals? Um, not really. No, I think we've been playing a lot more uh, higher games the past couple of seasons on the road. You know, the games that mean more. Um, like last year in the semi-final of the Irish Cup, we brought a good support to Mournview against uh, Linfield, and that there's like a cup final for us, you know. And we have a lot of players with experience that have been across the water, played for first teams, and um, played for their country. And uh, I think we just hope that the lads can use the energy as positive energy going into the final, and you know, kick on and put on a performance that we know we can, and play, especially playing at Windsor, we want to play the football that. That Rod wants us to play and showcase what we what we do at the club and what the club is all about from youth level right through to the top. Well, you mentioned Rodney McAree there, and uh, my man Gareth Fullerton found out from Rodney what it would mean to him to win the League Cup. Uh, it's, it's, I'm hugely proud. I'm very, very proud. The closer we get to kick off, the, the more proud I feel. Obviously, um, I've, I was born into Dungannon Swifts. My father's been a big connection with Dungannon Swifts. Um, he's been a big reason why we're probably here at this moment in time. Um, there's been a lot of hard work and effort that's been put in over the years. I've seen that firsthand. Um, I can remember very early memories of, of going to watch Dungannon Swifts in the old B division. Um, so it's, it's, it's going to be an occasion that I, I'll, I'll be proud of, um, but it's also an occasion that I want to deliver our first trophy for Dungannon Swift. So the thoughts there of Rodney McAree, and quite rightly, Chris, giving uh, Dad Joe a mention because he is Mr Dungannon Swift, so he'll be very proud too. Oh, there's no doubt. Um, I'm sure you've sure all heard the story Joe's um, told about opening the gates and jumping over the fence and starting in Stangmore Park and uh, for him it's a, it's a very proud moment you know for to see his, his own son uh, lead us into this the cup final and um, Joe's done a lot for the town um, even through the youth and um, obviously bringing Rodney in as a coach and Dixie Robinson and uh, football wise Dixie Mourinho I call him <laughs> <laughs> he likes it his head doesn't need any bigger <laughs> Tim it's a tough one to call isn't it 
it's very very tough um i think even you know beforehand you, you're looking at it as you say Dungannon won a third place Balamina won a third place this season it's it's going to be a tight tight game i do i do fancy goals because i, I don't think both teams will, will go and sit and be cagey i think they'll just go and play their own game david has Balamina playing really really well at the minute Rodney has Dungannon playing really, really well, so I think it makes for a really, really good spectacle. I'm really looking forward to seeing it. It's, it is a real tough one, and if I'm being honest, I think there could be extra time. Yeah, you still haven't told me who you think, and we pay you big money well, that's it, to make decisions. All right, um, if I have to make a prediction, simply because of the fact of it's a bit of a furry tale and, and Dungannon, I'll, I think I'll go with Dungannon. It's <laughs> just because he's involved with Lauren <laughs> um, that just a, I've just, a, I've just a sneaking, sneaking suspicion for, for the game. Um, <laughs> the bookies have them as outsiders, but yeah. Well, I mean, it doesn't. It, 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 I say it doesn't matter. It'll all depend on the change room on the day. I mean, I mean if the Dungannon boys just go out and play their normal game, they have a real chance. Again, we, we spoke about experience. You know, Jim spoke about experience. It is advantageous having experience, but it, it's 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 on the day. It really is on the day. You, you just don't know. A cliche, um, but it, so true. It is, yeah. And as I say, you know, with Alexa, with the, the fairy tale story, and obviously Jim doesn't want to hear us, but Alexa, Rodney, and Joe, it it w it would be lovely for them to to win a trophy. What do you mean, Jim doesn't want to hear? I don't want to hear. <laughs> Jim, we're up against it here. Well, we'll look the, after ourselves, Jackie. They but. wish. Well, they Jackie, wish. you were going to pick Balamina anyway. Well, Chris knows that. Okay, let's uh, look back to uh, the league games last Saturday and on Tuesday night. And uh, Chris, as we said earlier, I was there at Linfield on Saturday. You were playing, I was commentating. Nil nil, and a good point. That's a great point for us. I think if uh, anyone went to Windsor and come away with a point, you know, you're coming away happy enough. And to you keep would take it any day of the week, wouldn't you? No doubt. And to keep Linfield at bay for 90 minutes, um, I think it was the, the first time anyone's kept a clean sheet against them at Windsor Park this season, um, which will give us good confidence going into Saturday. But uh, it, w it was a good game for us, and we, we thoroughly enjoyed it. To give us an extra week, you know, go on and see our, our surroundings for this weekend as well and uh, I think we thoroughly deserved our point and if not Ooh. we could have snuck it yeah. at the end and you also got a run out at Windsor Park where the final's been played this week which doesn't sound fair to me but <laughs> who worries about these <laughs> things uh, it's amazing how Linfield have dipped it, th there's just something not right there Jackie at this minute in time and I'm sure everybody's the same looking at you know looking from the outside you just you just can't put your finger on it uh, at the start of the season, they get off the flyer. They didn't concede a goal in their first five games. It just seems to me a lot looking f that the team seems to be changing quite a lot, especially the, the the back four. That there seems to be a lot of tinkering. But when they went on the run at the tail end of last season, from say January right through to the end mm. of the season, you could have basically named the same team every week. Yeah. Um, we understand injuries and suspensions, but from a from a manager's point of view. Um, you always have to put your best team out, your best 11. Surely, when you look at a paper, you know your best 11. I'm sure Rodney knows his best 11. I'm sure um, David knows his best 11. So what you're looking at and you're going, well, I'm going to try and put my best 11 out on the pitch every week. And for one reason or another, it doesn't seem to have happened. It just doesn't, something's just not right there at the moment in time. Mm. Uh, Crusaders 4, Glen Torren 2 on the Saturday. The crew's on fire. Absolutely on fire. Um, I watched the highlights, Jackie, and I spoke to a couple of people about it, different reporters about the game, and it's, they said that that's the best I've seen Crusaders playing. They said it could have been eight or nine. 
Um, Good four, time to be playing well. Yeah, they had the woodwork four times apparently in the first half. Uh, and as I say, the the four two scoreline apparently flattered Glen Torn a little bit mm. um, because, as I say, the Crusaders played played so well. But Crusaders are coming into their own right at this minute in time. They've got the momentum, and they're firing on all cylinders. And the one thing about uh, Crusaders is they can play a couple of different ways. They can beat you at the football and knock it around you and play it wide and use Heatley and they can use weight. Or if they're under pressure, they can just knock the ball to big Jordan Big Jordan. And then they can just feed off him. There's very few teams can do that and have two different styles of play and, and be very, very effective at both. Yeah. And they're five points clear. Yeah, it's gonna be gonna be tough for Corrine, but I still think they're in there. Yeah. More wool for the Glens? Yeah, um it was uh, it was all, they were always on a hiding to nothing going to see you. It's 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 a tough place to go. It really, really is. Um, Tuesday night they got a they got a yeah I was a, a late, back to winning wins. yeah a late win Jackie at, at Carrick which I'm sure the supporters were 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 uh, glad of I mean it's it's a tough time to be a Glen Torn supporter it really really is um, especially when you hear you know the manager coming out saying they're you know they're lucky to be where they are or you know being in in, in the bottom six you know it's it's Glen Torn need to be in the top six, and I'm sure. Well, that uh, that result put them into the top well, six. Well, that, well, I mean, they have games in hand. Yeah, absolutely, and you know, it gives them a platform now, you know, to, to try and stay where they are. But it, it must be frustrating for Glen Torn. But, but as I say, a great, great win during the week. Yeah, it was a big disappointment for Carrick to lose that one because on Saturday, it was Ards nil, Carrick four. We didn't see that one coming. No, I, I watched Carrick. Um, I was working for Radio Ulster during the uh, last week, and Carrick played Crusaders at, at Taylor's Avenue, and they played really, really well. Um, very, very well. They've the, the, the signed well. Mm. Darren Henderson, Smith up front. They've, um, they've got the boy Ralph Katoy that came in from Lauren playing in centre midfield. They've got a real, real nucleus of a squad there now that can cause teams going forward, and they showed that against Ards on Saturday where they, where they comfortably won 4-0. And more misery for ours on Tuesday night. Six-one defeat by Glenavon. Yeah, um, my old mate Nicky. Um, he he must be going through a, t- a tough, you know, a tough patch at the minute. They've conceded ten goals in two games. Jack, ten and two, it, yeah. And it's not uh, it's not good. You know, first and foremost, maybe let's get back to basics and let's start stop conceding goals. And I'm sure everyone in that team room is walking down with their, their head down around their socks at the minute. It, it must be. It must be tough for them, but they've just got to dig their way out because the way it is at the minute, the, the bottom two of Ballinamallard and Carrick have signed really, really well, and they have got the momentum at the minute. Whereas Warren Point and Arts mm. are, seem to be stunning a little bit. And I just a few weeks ago, if you'd have said to me, would would Ards and and uh, Warren Point get sucked into it? I'd have said no. But right now, yeah. I believe they can get sucked back into it. Right, Glenavon. Uh, they won 6-1, and uh, they also dented Coleraine's league title ambitions with a 1-1 draw at the showgrounds on Saturday. All the talk at the top of the table is about Crusaders and Coleraine, but Glenavon are rolling along nicely. Yeah, they, they, they always go up, they always sort of sneak under the radar, they, they, they always have that in their locker, Jackie, where mm. they, they will beat the, the, you know, they will take points off the, the so-called top teams. They can score goals at will, and they... They got a good point away to Coleraine on Saturday. Um, by all accounts, Oren Kearney said that Coleraine were probably the, that was their best performance of the season, and that was him saying that. Um, but during the week, they absolutely uh, blew yards away. Um, six goals, six different kinds of goals, and it said you know it's not an easy place to go either, Ards. But as I say, we're in time for Ards. But Glenavon could 
could have a say in where the title goes. Has it put a serious dent in Coleraine hopes? It, it Five points oh, behind? Yeah, it certainly has. Um, I mean, I think Orm would be lying if I said it hasn't, but he's come out blatantly and said, you know, this title race isn't over. I think if Coleraine can get back in with a, within a couple of points when the split happens, I think that will tell the difference. It always tells the difference when the split happens. It's a big test of character now, Jim, isn't it? <clears throat> I think that's where it will be won and lost, be the split. You know, we've seen what it done last year. You know, The lead Crusaders had over Linfield last year. And it all boiled down to the split, yeah. uh, you know, and, and we beat Crusaders that day at, at the showgrounds 3-0 and Limfield then went on, that you really know, but, 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 but the even then, at, at half-time in the last league game of the season, the Blues were two down, I think it was, or uh, one down away, one down, away yeah. at Cliftonville, you know, and, and uh, Crusaders were winning. And, and I think that's I think that's what makes the whole league exciting. When you, when you hit that split, when you have the top six teams playing against each other, as Tim quite rightly said earlier on, any, any team on their day... If they perform to the levels they can perform, they can beat anybody. And I certainly don't think the league's over by a long, long shot. It's not over. Well, I have to agree. I think uh, anyone can beat anyone. And Korean, Korean had to have not a wee to dip. Play for yet. Yeah, well, Korean had to have their wee dip at some stage. So yeah. I'm sure they'll kick on now towards the end of the season. And as that boys say, like the, the split's massive because anyone can beat anyone in that last five games of the oh. season. Finally, on Tuesday night, Cliftonville, uh, three league points after their disappointment at the showgrounds in the semi-final, 3-1 at Warren Point. It's just what uh, Barry Gray would have ordered. Yeah, he desperately needed it, Jackie. Um, there was a few, few rumblings in North Belfast that the natives weren't happy um, <laughs> with the results in the last number of weeks and obviously getting out of the, not making the, the League Cup final. I think it's, I've watched them a couple of times, Jackie, and and a lot of the players they don't they don't look happy I, I see seen Joe Gormley I watched the game live on Sky and he just looked a shadow of the player that he used to be and it he's just, got 22 goals yeah he's got 20 good goals imagine how many goals he was scoring if, if he was, <laughs> if he was happy. yeah if he was happy it just looks to me like there's something missing there maybe he's not getting the service now yes he scored again during the week but um, Clinville are very very inconsistent at the minute and I think that one of the things that Barry Gray is trying to change he wants to get them more consistent um, I fully expected them to beat Warren Point because Warren Point have let two of their best players go. Yeah. Um, which I that's I, not easy. I find very, very strange. I really do. You know, you're you're not safe, but you're letting two of your best players go in, and then on transfer deadline day to let Darren Murray go. I, I just think is 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 crazy, and I'm sure Matthew Tipton's sitting there going, "Well, what's the point of me being here? You know, if yeah. you're if you're going to let my you're going to sell my best players." What am I doing? What does that say to the rest of the, the team? But if the players want to leave as well, there's no player power. Absolutely, but I mean, uh, well, if it was one of my players, and whether he did or he didn't want to leave, you know, the club always comes first, and and if you have to keep an unhappy player, he might sulk for a couple of weeks. But at the end of the day, you're trying to keep a team in the Premier League, yeah. so you can't really turn around and you know you can't have it both ways. So I mean, if what happens. It would be interesting to see what Warren Point or the chairman or the board had to say if Warren Point did get relegated. Would they yes. would they blame the would it be blame, blame the Darren Murray transfer? We shall find out at the end <laughs> of the season. Right, let's see uh, how the league table stacks up after all of those results. There we are. Uh, I better get the the figures here and look at the caption as well. Crusaders, as we said, five points clear of Coleraine. Then it's ten points back to Glenavon on 55. Six points back, Linfield Cliftonville, 49 points apiece. 
and then Glen Torn up to 37, but back into the top six. Bellamina, they dropped to seventh on 35, two behind the Glens. They have two games in hand. Then we have Dungannon on 29, five points clear of Ards in 24, Warren Point 18, Carrick 14, and Balna Mallard 10. So, Tim, Crusaders five point clear, but uh, the lads are really suggesting it's. Uh, the two-horse race has not become one. No, it definitely hasn't become one just just as yet, Jackie. There's a lot of football to to be played. Um, with Crusaders having the the cup final in, or the cup semi-final in Scotland this weekend, gives a chance for Corrine to, to pick up another three points, get it down to get it down to two points. You know, we all know what what games in hands are like if you have a game in hand. But the main thing for for Oren Kearney will be to reduce that gap this weekend to two points. And when it's down to two points, it doesn't matter who you're playing in a, in a midweek game. Anything can happen. So the good thing for Oren is that he'll be looking to get momentum back into the into their play and, and, and get a bit more confidence back into his team with a with a win that made a, a way to Balna Mallard who are, are on fire at the minute. So it won't be an easy game for, mm. for Coleraine at Balna Mallard. For Coleraine, Jim, they will have been rocked having led for a long, long time. And now they're five points behind in second place. But Oren has come out this week and he said, do not write us off yet. Yeah, and, and you can understand where Oren's coming from. You know, when you, when you look at the experience Oren has there with him, you know, you've got himself and you've got William Murphy, and they'll not let the boys' heads go down too much. You know, they'll come out fighting. And they've, they've been exceptional from sort of January last year, Jackie. It's not as if it's just been a short time. Mm. You know, the run they've been on from then, and, and as Chris said, if it is a blip, they're still not losing games. You know, they're drawing games. They're not losing. So, if you're having a blip and you're not losing, so it's, it's a positive. You know, and they'll be looking to bounce back. Balna Mallard on Friday night, which Tim says too, it'll be tough because they scored plenty of goals. It's, they scored plenty of goals at home to Cliftonville, and we played them in the Irish Cup, and, and we had to go to penalty kicks with them. Yeah. Uh, and it'll be a real tough game, but again, it'll be a test for Coleraine on Friday evening to see what way they'll bounce back and. You know, I, I think they will bounce back Friday evening. Uh, we've heard all of it, Jim. And how uh, many leagues did you win? Six, Jerry. Just the six cups, Irish cups. Four Irish cups. Three, three league, league cup. cups. Bucket full of medals. <laughs> have you won anything? Not in this country, no. <laughs> what did you win? Uh, I have a League Two and League One winners medal in Scotland with Rangers. With Rangers, yeah. yeah. Good times, but not great times mm. for Rangers. No. Um, for me personally, getting an opportunity to play for a, a club like Rangers and a stature of club, you know, it was amazing. And to go into a game, I'm sure Jim was the same. You know, with Linfield, you have to have that winning mentality. No matter what you have to do, you have, you to, have win to win that, every game. Win every game, no matter who we were playing. You know, you're way to Elgin, you're up in the Highlands, wherever you went, you had to come home with three points and. Um, to have that mentality and to learn that and bring it home and uh, hopefully that sticks by me for the rest of my career. Yeah, uh, I'm looking at your story. It's very interesting. You were four years at Rangers, and we'll come back to that. But you were two years at Millwall uh, from 16. How does a 16-year-old lad from Dungannon get to Millwall? Um, I played in. Oh well, I was with Northern Ireland under 16s and. It was one of our last games after the Victory Shield and uh, at that time I hadn't any trials or nothing like that and we played Belgium over here and it was just a one-off game, got man of the match and it just happened to be a Millwall scout. He was actually watching a fellow Wayne Drummond, um, goalkeeper, Yeah. 
and he offered me a contract that day and that was it and whizzed across the water after I finished school the end of that term and that was the start of it. I'm sure your family were pleased and missed you. Oh no doubt, uh, the first six months for me was the hardest. Um, living away from home and new surroundings, especially in London, it's a big place for a 16 year old but um, there's no doubt it was the best thing I've ever done. Um, going over there. Was that a good grounding for you? Oh brilliant. Uh, it was old school, you know, you clean the boots, you, you clean the dressing rooms, you put out the cones, you done everything for the first team players. There was one time as even power hosing around the training ground, you know, and <laughs> these things, you know, what the manager said does the time. This isn't football, this is life skills, you know, to carry you through life, and he was 100% right, and um, it was definitely, I really, really enjoyed my time at Mullwall. Well, you were still a boy and still learning the game at Mullwall. How did the move to Rangers come up? About it. <laughs> it was actually the same. Wayne Drummond was <laughs> the, the, the scout from here. He he was getting Wayne up to uh, go on trial at Rangers, and I was actually at Hibs at the time on trial, and they had offered me a contract. So then Rangers, obviously because Hibs offered me a contract, they wanted to see what it was oh, about. Nice. And it was just because actually I got offered a contract at Hibs. I think Rangers offered me one at the time, so I was happy enough. It's something you can't turn down in here. What was that like? And you played over 30 games at Ibrox and all that. Um, unbelievable. Um, from walking in and being a youth team player to uh, you know playing at Hamden in the Youth Cup final, there was 15,000 fans there, till I uh, end up breaking into the first team, training with Stephen Davis, Kyle Lafferty, Lee McCullough, Davy Weir, uh, Carlos Bacanegra. You know, these are top, top pros. Mm -hmm. um, the experience being around these people was brilliant, you know, top players who shows any young lad what way it should be done and what way boys that you should follow in their footsteps and uh, it was great and to get that opportunity to walk out at Ibrox um, mm. in front of packed pack stadiums at times, you know, there might have been 30,000 there, there might have been 50,000 there at times whenever we went down and um, scoring a goal at Ibrox in the first home league game of the season, the place was packed in the first two minutes. Is and you something, scored something I won't forget. No. no, these guys never played at Ibrox. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Jackie. Yeah, I think you're finger wrong. I think you're finger wrong. wrong. <laughs> I'm wrong. First time in 47 <laughs> years I've been wrong. <laughs> Who did you play for? I played for Glen Torn against Rangers, um, and uh, it was a testimonial game. Well, it was a Michael Moles comeback game. game. It was Michael Moles comeback game and. It's a funny story. Celtic had beat. We were playing them on the Tuesday night, and Celtic had beat them six three on the on the Saturday, or on the Sunday. And rather than playing the under twenty ones like we were supposed to, um, we played their their full first team squad with Arthur Newman, Amar Russo, Kanchelskis, uh, Michael Moles, Wallace. Yeah. We, we ended up playing the full team, so it was uh, it was an experience. It was great. There was twenty thousand people there just to see Michael Moles' comeback game. So to to play in a stadium of that stature was was incredible. Did you win? We could beat three 0 but. <laughs> <laughs> and Jim, your experience? We actually we played them quite a few times in pre-season, Jackie. And of course. It, it came about was, was when the administration sort of happened. Uh, Limfield invited Rangers over uh, to Windsor Park for a game. And it was, it was all about helping raise money. And, and what money was raised that day went to help Rangers. And uh, they sort of repaid the club back by bringing them over uh, and having a game at, at, at Ibrox Stadium. So... We'd actually went over, I think it was one, Chris might have been playing actually yeah, that yeah, evening. Yeah. Uh, and again, it was a midweek game, Tuesday, Wednesday night. And we went over, I think there was 15,000. 
Scored uh, him. You know. Do you score another yeah, one? Well? <laughs> <laughs> That's how he got his move. <laughs> He's a centre, huh? <laughs> so it was it was a great yeah, experience. Ross Danning. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully it happens on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Who was your manager at that time at Rangers? Uh, it was Ali McQuist. Ali McQuist. Character. Rascal. Was he good for you? Uh, Ali was brilliant, yeah. Um, I think going into the games whenever you're nervous, um, Ali would bring you down a tone and he would just be talking to you as if we're talking here now and he would be having the crack and um, he, he took the pressure off the players, I think, with the situation that was happening at the time around the club mm. because with the media and stuff, Ali was very, very good with it. Yeah, that was a tough time, the lower leagues and all that. Oh, definitely. And I think at that time, Ali was definitely the man for the job because he was knew the club inside out and uh, you know as I said he took the pressure off the players and you know for us he was very very good with the likes of Lee McCullough and you had Neil Alexander there as well senior players so mm. they helped the younger lads come through and uh, do as well as we did. So what happened that you left and came back to Linfield? Um, at the end of the first year we went down I had a triple hernia operation and then as I got back, got fully fit again, played a couple of games. I was just, I scored on my twenty first birthday. That was the day I scored, and I done my ankle that day. I snapped a, a ligament in my ankle, so that was me. And then I was out for eight months. So then I come home, and that was got laid off. <laughs> How disappointing was it to leave full time football? Because you were only in early twenties. Um, very disappointing. I, I just wanted to get back playing football. Um. And I suppose I was in that of a low because I was in such of a high at the time, you know, playing at Ibrox, and mm. then you you haven't kicked the ball for eight months. Um, and then actually, whenever I did come back, I was playing a reserve game against Celtic, and they put me left back, and I'm, I'm not an actually left-sided player, and I just I lost the head, and I just nailed the first person I've seen, so I ended up getting sent off from that. So sounds uh, like Jim. Thank you, partner. skipper. <laughs> So I was on a, a diner and I got a phone call from Warren Feeney and I thought it was a good opportunity for me to get back playing football and we played in Europe and we done quite well and uh, for, I played the first couple of games of the season and I got another injury that put me out for another uh, to the end of the season and it was just it was just a bad two years for myself personally. Yeah, it was about a year and a half you were there and it didn't end well. Uh, no, um, I think uh, Warren had left as well and. Uh, I wasn't playing anyhow, and then when David come in, you know, I was my effort and all was there. I was given one hundred and ten percent, maybe too much kicking boys and training, but that was just <laughs> the aggressive centre half in me, and I wanted to get playing again. So the opportunity came to move to Dungannon, and I just wanted to play football. And obviously, I know Rod well, very mm. well, know everyone around the club, and I uh, just wanted to get playing football again. So, so at just over twenty three, you've had this. Incredible journey in many ways, top club like Rangers. There's pressure playing for your hometown club, is there not? Um, You've got to be a cut above the rest. Um, there's no doubt about that. You know, but everyone in the club wants you to do well as well. You know, they're very supportive in that way. But whenever you know these people, I was saying before <coughs> to, uh, to a reporter last week, whenever you, you're in Ibrox, you're looking round and you know, there might be 50,000 or 30,000 or 40,000 there, but how many of them people do you know? But whenever you look around Stangmore on a Saturday, you're looking into the, 
the stands and you're seeing people that you actually know that you've grew up with and families and um, if you don't know them you know someone of yes, their family yeah. so that pressure you know for me being a hometown lad playing for my own club um, to do well for them and for myself is this pressure comes from myself if more than anything not to, not from people because they're, they're supportive, of it, supportive of you and they want you to do well you know just it comes to, from myself just to finish talking about the final uh how do you rate Balamina? Balamina, a great side. Um, as I said, we've had Hear that. <laughs> good, good tests against them the past couple of years since I've been at the club, and uh, especially going forward, um, with Johnny McMurray and Cahar Freel, boys can score. Oh, they're a dangerous duo. Definitely, definitely are. You know, we were looking, we were talking, um, the players when we were saying about Cliftonville and Balamina, both sides are very effective going forward. You know, in the, in the other semi-finals, so it doesn't really matter either way because them boys can score goals from anywhere. As Cahafield showed himself, he's scored from seventy yards. So um, we have to keep it tight at the back, you know, and uh, hopefully, in the end of the day, we'll come out with a wee win. They might keep it tight at the back because uh, this man and David Armstrong were very solid last Saturday at Windsor against Linfield. So it won't be easy for the favourites, Jim. No, definitely not. You know, get into any final, Jack. It's always going to be tight. You know, last year, people had us nailed on to beat Carrick, uh, and I thought it was very disrespectful of people just to, just to think that it was. It was never a case of just turning up. It wasn't a gimme. And it wasn't a gimme, and it was a tough night. You know, we had to go right to the death. I think Conor McCluskey scored the second goal uh, right at the end because Carrick put us under a lot of pressure. And hopefully, with that experience again, then last year. Will stand us in good stead come the weekend because we know what Dungannon's like. You know they're smashing football inside, the big pitch at Windsor. They'll look to, to get the ball down and play it, and we'll need to be on our mettle that day to, to stop Lemons from performing because they've they've many good players throughout their squad, Jackie, and, and they'll be dangerous from all over the park. What will it be like if Dungannon lift this trophy? History. They put a party on the town for a week. No, it'll be. Uh, It'll be, as as Rod actually said during the week, it's it'll be credit to everyone that's built the club up from where it's been, you know, yeah. um, to lift a senior trophy. It'll be, it'll be great for, for the likes of men that's been at the club before and still work around and do groundsmen at the club, to Joe Mack, who's obviously built the club up from well, where he's it was a great and man. stuff like yeah. that. You know, Joe Mackery, it'll yeah. be credit to people like that and obviously the supporters and... Uh, because we are only a small club, but we're a family club, so we credit the people who put in hard work in the background. You could ruin all this, <laughs> this dream. Hope so, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we we seen what it was like last year, Jack. The, you know, it was the first time Balamina had won the League Cup, and it was absolutely fantastic. The scenes we had, not just for that evening, but for weeks upon weeks. But the whole area celebrated. The whole area, and it was fantastic. You know, remember going back, we went back to Balamina that night, and... You're seeing grown men in, in tears because it's the first time they've seen the club lift the League Cup, you know, and it was fantastic. And that's something we want to sample more of. It was an objective at the start of the season was to retain the League Cup, progress in the league, and obviously also progress in the Irish Cup. And it's it's a, a target that we've set ourselves. We've now reached the final, and we need to, to get over the line. And it's going to be one hard push come Saturday evening. They're so lucky going to play in a final. Those are the days, Jackie. I used uh, to look forward to them. Yeah, and, and it's great for you know for both 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 teams are actually in the ascendancy at the moment. Both teams are actually playing well. They're coming into their own. They've, they've had a bit of form. Yeah. So as I say, it, it's it's going to be great, and it's great for the fans, and it's going to be a great spectacle for everyone watching.
and uh, the league games. We have Coleraine away at one to five against Balna Mallard nine to one. Coleraine really have to win that. No slip-ups. Yeah, they have to win, and and at the same time, Jackie Balna Mallard have to win. Balna Mallard need something out of it because they they are adrift at the bottom there, mm -hmm. and you know as I say, they'll make it very very difficult for Korean, especially with all the new signings that they have. Then Toronto eight to eleven at home to Ards three to one. Uh, I think Carl Nixon, especially since it's against Glen Torn, considering they've conceded ten goals in the last two games, he'd be looking a reaction. Um, I think it'll be a very, very tight game. I wouldn't be surprised if it was a draw there at the Oval. Yeah, I agree with you. You never know what Glen Torn team's going no. to turn up. I think up. that's a good game for, for Collins' team to bounce back on. He'll yeah. be looking forward to that. There's, you always want to test yourself straight away, and he'll have the boys fired up. But no better game, I think, for ours this weekend. Yeah. And then we have uh, a big, big game. Cliffable at home, 7-4 to four against Linfield, 13-10. to 10. Yeah, it's as a we good said, price for Cliffville, Yeah, it? it's a fantastic price for Cliffville. Um, Cliffville have been very successful against Linfield over the recent years, especially at home. It's not an easy place. I know Linfield went there at the tail end of last season to, to clinch the league, but um, I think you know with Joe Gormley scoring during the week again, maybe getting his shooting boots on, um, Linfield not not scoring. Uh, I think that could be a day for Cliffville. Hmm. And uh, finally, we have Carrick Rangers eleven to eight. At home to Warren Point, thirteen to eight. Carrick really need that one. Yeah, I, th I well, think we both need it. Yeah, I think that's the battle of the weekend. I really do. Um, I, I think Carrick were unfortunate during the week against Glen Torn. I think that they missed the penalty that that scored earlier on, which was clearly over the line. It wasn't given. Uh, as I said, they signed really, really well. Uh, David Magalinton has got them got them playing really well. The minute they have a bit of momentum, and I think they'll I think we'll beat Warren Point. Well, very quickly, I, my double would be, I would go for Carrick Rangers at 11 to 8 and Cliftonville at 7 to 4. I'll go with that exact same double, Jackie, if you don't mind. You always copy me. <laughs> so there we are. I didn't ask you about because you're not allowed to bet, you see. You. I'd be looking gold score plus there or something. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, nice to meet you. Cheers, Jackie. You have a good day on Saturday. I will, hopefully. No, I seriously. <laughs> <laughs> and Jim, I don't want the you have a great day. <laughs> Cheers, Jackie. No, have Thank a good you. day. Thank you. And let's hope it's a, a good game. It's on Sky. Are you going for a pre-match meal and all that? Oh, I am. Haggins and Dungannon's putting us up for a wee feed and all that. Haggins, that's... Mentioned for Haggins, that's a free, Cuba, free meal. I'm sure we'll have something sorted. I might as well give Norman McBurney a wee bit of a plug here as well. He'll organise something, I'm sure. What a man. Sensational. The greatest Jay. benefactor in local football. Well done, Norman. And I know you'll enjoy Saturday. So there we are, big game. It's live in Sky, but uh, there'll be a good crowd there from both the countryside. So get out there, support your team. And if they win, it's a great feeling. We'll see you next week. Ciao.